0: Hello, welcome back to Neulinger in Berlin, a podcast by me, Pip Roper. Each episode, I'll be chatting to somebody different about their particular passions and why they have chosen to pursue them here in Berlin. Each interviewee will be rewarded with some cake at the end of each episode and a recipe will go up online at neulingerinberlin.com if you want to go and try it out for yourself. In this episode, I am talking to Anna Byrne. Anna is a writer and filmmaker from Kildare, Ireland, She's made some short films in Ireland, Iceland and here in Berlin and has written some fantastic and sometimes extremely dark short stories, many of which have been published online. We talked about making films and her writing process and along the way talk about some of the more difficult elements of what has inspired Anna's writing. Hi Anna! <laughs> Hi Pippa! <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today in, uh, in my kitchen, considering it is very snowy outside. It uh, is quite snowy. Thank you very much for coming. You are a writer and a filmmaker and, um, yeah, I wanted to chat to you about your, your writing process, because you've written a lot of short stories. Um, or it's what seems to me like a lot of short stories. I haven't written any short stories. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I just wondered about your, your kind of process, really, and where your ideas come from when you have, when you have them and how you chase them down. Okay. Um, well, I spo- yeah, I started writing short
1: stories, I don't know, four years ago maybe when I, actually when I came to Berlin it's not that long ago oh right okay well no I'd written that's a lie I tell a lie I'd written a couple of stories before I came to Berlin um, but then I really got into it when I was in Berlin because I tried to write a novel um, I went travelling when I was 19 to Australia and when I came back um, I tried to write a novel and I got quite I got a bit of it done but then like I got maybe 30,000 words and then didn't do anything else with it um, and so I suppose short stories were a way of like a really manageable thing to do like you could definitely write a story um, and you might do like lots of different drafts but you could definitely get it done mm-hmm. in a manageable amount of time it wasn't like I don't know a novel seemed kind of insurmountable mm-hmm.
0: um, and did you was it was there something specifically about Berlin that you were like you know, this is gonna this is the place and, and this is it's gonna happen and
1: there really wasn't. <laughs> there was like yeah. um I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave Gork, um, where I was living at the time, and I thought of New York, um, or America or Canada, and then I thought somebody said or somebody must have mentioned Berlin and I thought, yeah, it's in Europe, it's like still close, um, it'll be like I won't have much startup costs if I go there. Uh, apparently, they all speak English. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I've never been there, so I'm going to move there. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous, really, because I came here with my boyfriend, but we didn't. And we came, like, at the end of October, so it was really grey, And we didn't know anybody. And, of course, people speak English, but they also speak German. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my
0: God. Don't you just hate that. Yeah. They're just walking around
1: <laughs> being German. So I think that that was really... I just was shocked, I think. I think I was in a state of shock for five or six weeks when I Mm. moved here. I just didn't know what I was doing here. I was just like, why did I move here? And I wasn't... Like, a lot of people moved to Berlin because it's such a... For the techno, I suppose, and everything. And it's not that I don't like that, but it wasn't the reason why I moved Mm. here. And I also then had this weird guilt complex of... You know, why are you you shouldn't be enjoying yourself when you don't even have like what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. You know, um. So yeah, the first few weeks were. I didn't really, I just didn't really know what I was doing
0: here. Yeah. Did you Did you think about? I mean, I, I I wonder if there was like it wasn't like I'm going to Berlin, going to go to Berlin and write a novel, which I'm sure lots of people have done. But you know, w- but was was writing on the radar, or was it maybe more filmmaking? Because you studied filmmaking and TV, um, you yeah. didn't you didn't kind of study writing. It no,
1: really, yeah, it, it was more film. And I remember yeah. <laughs> we had one contact here, and it's funny because we spoke to two different people in Cork. Cork is like a small city in the south of Ireland. Um, where my boyfriend is from and we spoke to two different people who went I I have somebody I can put you in contact with and it was actually like the same person like they both knew (laughs) (laughs) like everyone in Cork knows that that one German person (laughs) so we had like these two contacts and it was like anyway but we stayed with him for a few days when we arrived first and he worked in film he worked out in the studios and um, he said like what do you want to do and I said oh probably want to you know work in film and he was like yeah you're probably going to need german for that and it was just like cuz we were sitting in the cinema at the time and i remember just thinking yeah okay so like, you know kind of deciding to come here has been really made redundant by the yeah. fact <laughs> yeah how did i not how did i miss that part that i would probably need german yeah. to be working here so that was kind of yeah like but i did want to work in film mm-hmm. and then i tried to get a few different jobs i'd worked in theater as well so um i tried to do some work in theatre and it was very much a thing of um I suppose because we moved here I think just like the very last calm before the storm of like lots and lots and lots of people moving here mm. like it was a couple of months kind of felt before that like um and so loads of people were working here for free mm-hmm. already so yeah like I went to, to do some work with some theatres and they were all like oh, well, we can't pay you. And I really felt like that's, that's not something I want to do. I yeah, prefer just yeah. to even work on... I'll, I'll do my own. Sure, yeah. I'll work on my own stuff then. Mm-hmm. Um, and supplement that with waitressing or doing a job. Yeah. Because I just thought I don't want to work for someone else for free.
0: Yeah. But can we talk a little bit about the bookshop anyway? Yeah. Um, the bookshop uh, was really fun to watch. Um, uh, The bookshop is about a bookshop, which many people um, listening and people who might know Berlin might know about, of course, because it is um, almost kind of seen, I think, as maybe an English-speaking institution in Berlin. Um, And you do have a lot of English uh, bookshops around Berlin, because Mm. you have a lot of English speakers. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, so how did that idea come about?
1: Um, Well, I was, like I said to you, I was, when I moved to Berlin, um, and I tried to get work with, you know to kind of theatre companies or I was kind of half joking around with the idea um, and I thought well I, I I might just want to make something myself and then um, I was looking at bookshops and I looked up another country um, and I went to visit and when I went in I just thought it was really strange like it was very strange it was just strange and like the owner was there and there was somebody else there and they were like having this conversation but like shouting across the room and one of them was eating sushi and I just was like sushi in a f- bookshop you know it's just like <laughs> that's just and because he was shouting I was like oh god it's just where is that going and I kind of just wandered around for a while um, looking at the books and nobody you know said can I help you or is anything okay and I kind of got a little bit huffy and I was like oh well I'll take my business elsewhere yeah. I don't know why I got, yeah, I got annoyed and um, I left but I did think that's really that it, it intrigued me yeah so I went back and then I went back like again and again and I got talking to Sophie um and I suggested to her that I might like to make a documentary and she said well I know somebody else that comes here that also talked about making a documentary um who I ended up making the documentary with Dave Gordon. Oh
0: cool. So it, yeah. it does it did kind of it does it just seem like the kind of place that throws people together. Um
1: yeah, yeah. and Sophie is definitely someone like she has a Rolodex cuz that's mm-hmm. what she is in the in the in the animation yeah, she's a yeah, Rolodex yeah. cuz that she she doesn't have a mobile phone and mm-hmm. she is definitely like the connector of a lot of different things and she yeah, she's really really good for that and yeah, mm-hmm. she definitely was like talk to Dave Like, he could be really interested. And, yeah, well, he was. Like, he wanted to do it as well. So that Mm -hmm. was kind of... That's what started us on the road of doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was... uh, Was it his idea to do the stop motion uh, animation? Yeah. It was his...
1: I'm pretty sure it was Dave's idea that he... We wanted to do something that wasn't talking heads. Mm -hmm. um, And... We were kind of throwing around different suggestions. And... I think, yeah, he suggested, why not stop-motion animation? Like, we tried a few different... We are talking about doing different types of animation, and then we thought stop-motion, or he thought stop-motion, and then we were like, well, that's probably something we can do. We were going to... um, We were thinking, okay, like, do we... Is this about Berlin? Is it about the bookshop? What is the documentary about? And then we're like, okay, it's about it's about a community in a bookshop it's about like then more specifically a fight or these like few people that are in the bookshop that everyone has a different story or idea of what actually happened at various times um so we wanted to keep it really inside the bookshop Mm -hmm. and yeah i suppose then with the stop motion that was another way of exploring it or going into it and and um because really the thing is about the bookshop it's about all these people that congregated there yes but it's also that there is this special atmosphere there is this certain something about that space yeah Um. so yeah we wanted to like yeah get in there and yeah. explore it and that was a good way yeah it was definitely a good way of yeah. of doing it Um. but yeah it took a lot of work like it took a lot of practice I suppose or a lot of like we we'd film something in stop motion or we'd like we'd, re- talk, we'd photograph it and then like something would happen like I don't know the battery would go mm-hmm. so we'd have to take it off you know and then we'd like lose our position so we'll be a com- so there were loads of things that you we just didn't think of because we're not we're not animators mm. I suppose and um, a lot of it was trial and error
0: yeah it just takes work right
1: oh yeah it just took like it was a huge amount of work I yeah. think it's the most it's not like i've made i've made maybe five films but it was a massive undertaking if i'd known that it was going to take that much i don't know if i would have done it
0: again do you think that's something uh filmmaking is something that you're able to do a bit more in in berlin is it kind of conducive in that way um because of course you've made films in in cork and you've made them yeah in in iceland is
1: um, I've actually been much more, I, I have, I've i been more drawn to writing mm-hmm. since I've been in Berlin. I suppose it, I really, you, you really made me think the other day when we were having like a little chat. Um, And definitely the stories that I've written have come from personal experience, I suppose. So like the first short story I wrote, I, d- I didn't realise this at at the time, I suppose, but I wrote it after I had been assaulted and then the two other stories that came after it were also like about sexual violence but that was something i definitely didn't notice mm-hmm. until later and my my stories have taken like that kind of road i suppose yeah. something happens in my life and yeah. then i'll write about it but then won't realize that that's what i'm right, doing sure so like when i had started writing a novel and then i just i stopped writing it and i just start, i'd started writing it again the summer I finished college and I was assaulted and yeah I suppose it really put like a halt to that um, and it was also something that I was very um, like when I think of it now I was very much like this isn't going to define my life I am going to you know move forward and I have like you know a 12 month plan of how to do that which was you know really sometimes you can't be practical about some things Um and then I started. I wrote a story, and it was strange because I was living at home where it had happened, where the assault had happened at the time. And I wrote this story, um, which was the story of the Runt, mm. um, and it was like you know a lot. It, it was really about partly about what had happened to me, and then and then I was like, yeah, that makes you know okay, fair enough. But then, like, I wrote another story about, like, a woman who had been, like, abused as a child, which yeah. didn't happen to yeah. me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I didn't realize the connection to that. And then I wrote another story about, like, the sister of, like, a rapist slash killer. Yeah. And then somebody said it, one, like, one of my friends said to me, you know, your stories are really... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I didn't realize maybe that, that was that was going on. But maybe that was a way of, I don't know coping or I don't know of exploring maybe that I don't know Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was yeah I suppose yeah I don't know there's definitely a connection there but um you know maybe in a way not that it was a not that it was a good thing it's never a good thing for something like that to happen but it definitely instigated something else creatively in me maybe yeah
0: I yeah, and again, I, I imagine it being very, very hard in in a small town like you know where you're where you're coming from. Yeah, definitely like being, being harder to cope to cope with that there.
1: Yeah. Well, we were kind of like I definitely felt we were ostracised as a family. Um, yeah, definitely. It's strange to think back on it maybe now to that extent because at the time when it happened. Um, I was living with my boyfriend in the west of the country, but it happened in my home place um and after it happened, I left where we were where like my home place or whatever, and I went back to the west and I just couldn't i really couldn't figure out what had happened. I mm. really really didn't understand like and it was strange because. I don't know it just it was strange I just felt like this should this isn't this isn't something that should happen to me I'm like 24 and I have a boyfriend and this is just just doesn't happen this way or, yeah. or I don't know it was just really yeah. um it was just a really surreal maybe experience um and then things just really fell apart I suppose and my boyfriend and I ended up I couldn't I really couldn't cope I suppose and he couldn't really cope with it either. And I ended up moving back home. Um, but it's strange. Like, those things are really, really strange. Like, I re- I did report it, and there eventually was no prosecution because there wasn't enough evidence. But um, definitely, you know, people stopped. Like, my brothers had quite a few friends in the town, and, like, they stopped speaking to them, or they stopped... people took a side and that wasn't my side you know people definitely took and I understand that people do that because there's a status quo and people don't want to you know not be able to drink their pint in the pub that they like to drink in and they you know just don't want things they don't want things to be ruffled and but it was yeah, I suppose it was kind of a, a like a slap in the face for that to yeah. for people that you've known yeah. all your life for that to for that to be what it comes down to. But also maybe like um, a good life lesson, yeah. no, yeah. But like yeah. but like you know
0: yeah. not a good but you you realise who's important in your life. Yeah. I think. yeah, Um But it was it was interesting you saying that you hadn't really you hadn't really processed that thought up until very recently. You know, these the, the thought of kind of. Of how you sorry how you processed the yeah the, how process it in the writing almost yeah I
1: yeah I didn't but I suppose it was something like it's strange that I haven't put that together because it was definitely something that um, I don't think about it so much now but you know for a while especially yeah especially after it happened I would think about it a lot mm-hmm. so yeah definitely for me being able to take a step away from that and being able to like maybe write or do things that I didn't feel were... that nobody was looking at me, maybe. Yeah. That I was able to just do those things... Yeah. ...was, like, really good. Yeah. Mm.
0: And at the moment, you're working on one novel. Um, you know... Infanticide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I actually started to... We were out for a few drinks and... Two different men just happened that I don't know just happened to say, "What do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I'm you know I'm I'm writing or trying to write." And they were like, "Oh, what's it about?" And I was like, um, "You know, it's about a woman that kills her baby." And they both just went <laughs> and just walked away, just to stop speaking to yeah. me. And I was like, I really need to find a better way of saying sure. that.
0: But it's about two women, right? It's There's it like a parallel yeah, kind of it story is. going it's, on there.
1: Yeah. So it's about one woman, Ava Coyle, who is in a psychiatric hospital in the small town. It's just outside the small town that she grew up in, in Irish Midlands. Um, and she's been away for years and now she's back in this hospital. And then it's also about um, the doctor who is tasked with the job of getting her better. Mm-hmm. And how, like, it's one woman who's completely out of control, I suppose, Ava, and then Patricia, this doctor who is, um, really wants to be in control. And then are both dealing with, I suppose, familial things and how that impedes on their relationship, basically with, like, the doctor wanting to, um, get Ava better, but kind of, like, by any means possible Mm. because her own life is starting to get out of control, and there are th- yeah things that she can't control Um and then there's also like and then in between that are like interior monologues of people throughout Ava's life who remember her in all different ways Um yeah and I kind of yeah I suppose just like what is the truth or what's yeah what actually happens or yeah how does somebody do that yeah yeah I don't know
0: yeah
1: it's really scary mm. Yeah and also I don't know I was just intrigued by not intrigued but like I tried to read up some stuff about women who have killed their children and um, I don't know it's not really something that I think I said this to you before but yeah it's not something that you really go on a talk show for yeah, yeah. and like in this day and age you can go on a talk show for a lot of stuff yes, but like Yes you can
0: you couldn't yeah that, that is yeah It's really yeah, like right. a, a
1: taboo that like where do these women go afterwards Yeah and like yeah I don't know Um. How do you come back from that? Yeah. I don't know.
0: For everybody who comes to chat to me, I would like to say thank you by baking them a little something because I really enjoy baking. And um, Anna and I discussed beforehand some of the flavours that <laughs> she uh, she enjoys. And you said, you said to begin with, you said, I love any cake, which immediately puts you in my good books. <laughs> I don't really trust people who don't like cake. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay, I was it's really like, a good yeah, answer then. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but you said you, were, you, were, you didn't mind a bit of citrus. Yeah, a bit of um, citrus. A bit of citrus. So I thought I would go with a... Traditional lemon drizzle. Oh, wonderful. Um, and, oh, it's it's drizzly. Um, I hope it's all right. Uh, let's have a look. Let's just, let's just have a try. Here it is. Oh, brilliant. Um, So it's a lemon drizzle. I use, like, almond flour. Uh, it's Nigel Slater's recipe, actually, because somebody in this house is obsessed with Nigel Slater. Um, and um, uh, so sometimes... Almond mix, flour? What does... Almond what do? flour. Well, it's, it's just, like, ground. You use less flour and um, kind of... It's like ground almonds. Yeah, like almondy. Is, wow. is almond flour what I mean? Um, I think it is. Is it? <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I yeah. think so. so Lemon
1: drizzle is my favorite. One of my favorite cakes. What? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> <fun>. Amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, so right, so let's you go do with a... almond flour. Right, almond flour. Um, and yeah, it was it was pretty easy. Um, lemons, obviously. Lemon zest, which is amazing. Lemon zest and i'm gonna go from the middle because i'm a worried that the this oven isn't brilliant mind you only a poor craftsman blames his tools, tools. it's true Pippa. so there we go oh there we go there we go there we go it crumbled a little bit so yeah i just i just feel that cake is um is the ultimate do you love making cake i do love making cake actually yeah i'm i'm a i'm a really Really? Excuse fingers. I'm a really crap cook. I'm a really bad cook. Thank you. Oh, this I'm, looks really good. Because I'm really lazy. Now, I've made this before, and it it really sank in the middle. So far, looking okay. Oh, that
1: looks really moist, doesn't it? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Oh, that's really good.
0: It's mm. that's okay. Yeah, mm. yeah? yeah okay. it's really good. I was a bit worried that it's I nice wouldn't lemony. love the almonds as much.
1: Is that what is the naughty texture? Mmm.
0: Just makes it a little bit more, yeah, textureful, I guess. That's really good. So, thank you so much for coming, Annabelle. Thank um, you. Pippa. I'm going to put links to all your, your stuff um, so that people can go and read your really fabulous short stories, which I really enjoyed reading. Um, thank uh, you. And if I fell down kind of a a rabbit hole of, of short stories um, and I just really enjoyed them so um, and it was really lovely someone who hasn't experienced enough of Ireland really especially rural Ireland um, to okay. kind of like yeah it didn't put me off well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it was supposed to killers right? and yeah. like all that kind of stuff so um so yeah but thank you so much for coming no but thank you for having me you're That's very really right good. good thank you so much thanks that was Anna Byrne and thank you so much to her for coming in and having a chat with me I've linked Anna's website on neulingerinberlin.com and you can go and read some of her really wonderful short stories there neulingerinberlin.com is also where you can go and find the recipe for what is quickly becoming my default make friends and impress people cake that lemon drizzle and I know I kept saying almond flour almond flour almond flour it's not almond flour it's just ground almonds okay that's what it is ground almonds that's it Also, a big thank you for all the positive feedback about this new podcast, everybody. People have been really, really kind and I very much appreciate it. If you do enjoy the podcast, everyone, please go to the Facebook page, which you can get to through the website, NeulingerinBerlin.com, and like and share. I would like to get through to as many people as possible. You can also tweet at me at Neulinger Berlin and you can also email NeulingerinBerlin at gmail.com. In a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be talking to Jonathan Lustgarden, my friend and colleague. He's a recording musician here in Berlin, and that'll be, as I say, in a couple of weeks. So until then, take care, and I'll speak to you really soon.